0: Under the leadership of that haughty woodsman, Daniel Boone, a large party set out for the new land, Kentucky. Abraham
1: Lincoln was born right here. The world seems to be pretty like me. I'm Colonel harold Sanders, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my Kentucky Fried Chicken. Have
0: I told you you people are crazy?
1: This is Old Kentucky Tales, the only podcast that solemnly swears that none of its participants have ever represented ourselves in court after violating state Board of Health orders. Today's title is COVID-1918. I am your host, Brent Taylor. To my left, a masked man with a masked plan, Jason Donner.
0: I have a little tiny scuba gear under this mask. I need an oxygen tank.
1: Yeah, you need a little, That those, would be
0: great One right of those now. little
1: tubes that just goes above your ear, maybe
0: Yeah, yeah, like in the hospital Yeah Goes in my nose, I carry it around It's <laughs> yes. been a while I've forgotten what the bottom half of your face looks like
1: Uh, Yeah, that's true You used so. to have this
0: uh, Van Dyke Do you know what a Van Dyke is? It's the, like a goatee The curly mustache it. Yeah, curly mustache Yeah, m- yeah.
1: it's still under there? Uh, it uh, is even bigger is because <laughs> because of the it's quarantine. become a nest of sorts. Right. The whole thing was, we recorded four episodes. We did. Before the world blew up. Uh-huh. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't jinx us. Sure did. But we got uh-huh. four episodes in. We did. And then everything got derailed. Right. But now we're back. And so this will be episode five. And we're going to do our obligatory uh-huh. COVID-19 episode. Right. So uh, that's kind of why things are a little weird. We got our mask on, and so it probably sounds a little crazy out there.
0: I'm going to try to compensate by not breathing. All right. Hopefully so, by the, things will be better by the time people listen to this thing.
1: Hey, I think they could be. We'll, could we'll, could uh, they be? Maybe. We'll, see. we'll see. Okay. So uh, with us today is absolutely nobody because it's actually no. not allowed. No. Yeah. So... Just us.
0: There's no such thing as other people anymore.
1: Uh, Right. Other people are – it's like apocalyptic movie Mm -hmm. kind of stuff.
0: Right. (laughs) All the streets are (laughs) empty. Why why are you still alive? Exactly. You're a mutant.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So in this episode of Old Kentucky Tales, our main event, we'll examine the eerie similarities between reactions to the Spanish flu and reactions to COVID-19. Our bonus material will give us some Commonwealth driving tips – proving once and for all that common sense isn't that common. Along the way, don't forget to support fake history sponsors who support old Kentucky tales The products are real, only the sponsorship is fake.
0: Why not breed your cows the easiest way, the artificial way? Better Proven Sires, your choice of sires. Holstein, Jersey, Guernsey, Milking Shorthorn, Brown, Swiss, Irisher, Hereford, Angus. Phone Robert Jackson. 356 uh, 2538 for service or information. buried the lead on that a little bit. <laughs> you got to read between the lines, so to speak.
1: So, the easy way is the artificial way? Uh huh. That can't be true, can it? Well, so isn't the it... easy way just to let things happen? Well,
0: yeah, but if it's not happening, then you bring this guy in. He's happy to do it. He'll do them all. Does it just, make any difference what flavor like, of cow it is? right.
1: Uh, no, he said all kinds, just right? Just say all cows.
0: <laughs> like one cow, he just will not do.
1: Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. For, for, forget the Angus, right? <laughs> yeah. He said Angus, but, but nope, that one's out. It's Why do you the pick list. Angus, Brent? <laughs> it's the one you always hear for hamburgers. Yeah, it's true. It's supposed yeah. to be the best. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just I just uh-huh. don't know how now that's we the know easy why. way. I just artificial way is the easy way. I just you, huh? That that still just blows me away. I don't know how that's the easy way.
0: Does this guy want to get paid for this or is it just kind of uh, his thing?
1: I I don't think it's charity. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he's out there uh, earning a living doing that.
0: Yeah. Uh, maybe we're not talking about the same thing. We are, right, Brent? Uh oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. Actually that was nicely put. The artificial way
1: that's, uh, that's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> if yeah. you're scoring along at home. This
0: should be a whole episode.
1: Oh, yeah. We could expand that big time, couldn't uh-huh. we? So uh, the episode <laughs> now, though, is Spanish <laughs> flu, right? So you know what's really interesting about the Spanish flu? You actually hear a lot about it during COVID and the quarantine and everything. For well, sure. People yeah. actually really looked back at it. It was It was kind of... Uh, Interesting to watch studying history, but then you see people actually go back and try to reference history because that was the last big one that we had before. I mean, there was always polio and things like that, but pandemic-wise, that's the most recent pandemic that we had. And, I mean, you see things about masks and the whole bit. Yeah, But why
0: is it called Spanish flu? Because that's what people are wondering.
1: Okay, so that is... Probably a little bit of a misnomer.
0: Often things are.
1: Yeah, so they uh, they had a whole lot of cases at one point in Spain. Then that became the Spanish flu. Okay. So it didn't just be- originate there, from what I understand, or anything right. like that. So it's just uh, just a name that kind of stuck. It's also got other names, which are kind of fun. The grip. I kind of like that. The grip. Yeah. Or, um you, you know, what know called
0: La grip. Is
1: that what they did? Uh, yeah, so that was like a European thing French, that but, yeah. kind of caught on. so it it has a couple of nicknames as well.
0: <laughs> but this hit the whole world, right? Yeah, it or did. just uh, Western world.
1: Uh, it was everywhere, and a lot of that was World War I. Because you've got all these armies going back and forth, millions of people being mobile. That was a lot more travel than was normally going on back then. Yeah. And uh, to me, I think that really accelerated a lot of the things that you saw with that. And then you've got the reactions at home. And that's kind of what we want to look at here. First of all, there's a state reaction. And we here had uh, uh, a statewide order, closing things, schools, churches, theaters. And it says, upon urgent official advice from the Surgeon General of the United States, Public Health Services, who is acting in full cooperation with the Surgeon General of the Army and the National Council of Defense. See, it's all that World War I stuff tied into it. And based upon such a rapid spread of influenza as to endanger the health and lives of the civil population over the entire country, as well as all military operations, because there was actually a war, which is kind of the tough part. And the industrial activities equally essential to the success of the war and the virtue of authority vested in it by law, the State Board of Health of Kentucky hereby issues its proclamation closing all places of amusement, schools, churches, and other places of assembly and advises against and discourages all unnecessary travel and social visiting in this commonwealth until the epidemic is over."
0: Interesting, that, uh, like almost identical.
1: Yeah, that, that's the crazy thing about this yeah. whole thing is the, the reaction is almost dead on. But and you they, want
0: to isolate people more for the things that they don't really have to do.
1: Of course, and that was the approach that they took uh, in Kentucky. And then it's a, to the local people to implement it. So we've right. got Paducah implementing a version of it and Murray implementing a version of it and then all across the state. So that's pretty cool. Um, One thing that blew me away, Paducah had a Dr. Fauci. Just like now, you've got the mayor up there, and then you've got the doctors standing with them. And and, and it's the whole thing about, okay, we're going to listen to this medical advice about what to do. The doctor is out there saying that influenza is a crowd disease, and so we can't have crowds. And it's just really remarkably similar in that way about the reaction, pretty much a century apart. So
0: did people respond to that well, or there were always some people that um, didn't want to do that, or ramifications of closing down businesses?
1: There you go. So you're going to get the mix of reactions because everybody responds in their own way to things. And the one that we chose here to look at was a case down in Murray, and this was the Reverend Boyce Taylor and he, uh, he's actually kind of funny all the way around because he was kind of like one of these gadfly people in Western Kentucky. It's a
0: really good word. Yeah, it's isn't a really it? good, like 1918 word. <laughs> I like that.
1: But he had already been in trouble during World War I. What World did War he do? I. Well, in World War I, you're supposed to be 100% for the war,
0: <laughs> it would be nice. If you would do that.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's always somebody who's not going to be. And, sure. that, and that was him. And so he had actually had run-ins with the authorities going back into the war. And so then this mask thing comes along. Well, not the mask thing, but the, the closing down of everything comes along. He you mean the church? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you can't have church. You can't have regular meetings in
1: church. Right. And so he wasn't down with that.
0: Not down with Zoom?
1: No, <they> couldn't <laughs> couldn't just uh, phone it in back then, right? right? Church by letter. You would have had to do church by letter. Yeah. So um, he wasn't going to do that. And the next thing you know, he's in court because they've had a church service. Ah, uh. okay. So uh, we get this headline here picked up by the Associated Press, by the way. So that that's a pretty big headline. Boyce Taylor is fined $100 in court, but declares he will continue to violate influenza ban of State Board of Health. The jury, impaneled by County Judge Phillips, to try the Reverend H. Boyce Taylor, pastor of the Baptist Church here, who was taken from his pulpit while delivering his sermon. Can you imagine that, first of all?
0: Right, they watched <laughs> the middle it of the sermon. It.
1: I mean, that's a spectacle, right? Yeah, it is, it is. Yeah. Last Sunday night by Sheriff Houston for violating the influenza restrictions imposed by the Board of Health, today consumed only 10 minutes in debate before finding the minister guilty. Immediately after the verdict was returned, Judge Phillips fined the Reverend Taylor $100, and the minister paid the fine, announcing as he did so, that the church should be above the law, and that he would conduct the usual Wednesday night prayer meeting and services, both morning and evening, next Sunday. So there's you another twist, mm-hmm. and and there's authority. So where does the authority come from, right? For some board of health somewhere to say, okay, we're going to do all this stuff. That starts to get pretty dicey, and that that's the kind of thing that he's wedging into right, right. there. When warned by County Attorney Hayes that he would again be arrested if he persisted in violating the health order, the pastor reiterated his determination. <laughs> now, I do like that. They were, they, were, they were trying to give him a way out and say, like, I mean, you do know that we're going to have to enforce this. Sure, yeah. I just I really think that, that he thought that those proclamations like that yeah. were not good enough. That, that there's things bigger than that, right?
0: Uh, um, yeah. All we're really doing though is asking for you to wait. We're not saying you can't do it anymore. Just wait until it's a healthier time to do it.
1: Uh, well, yeah, I guess that would be true. The Reverend Mister Taylor declined to employ a lawyer. <laughs> See, to me, this just fits this guy. <laughs> he's just gonna he's just gonna go in there. Yeah. Uh, make the case. He's not gonna pay some lawyer to to do it for him or whatever. Because he's just a little out there, right? Just a just a little on the well, edge. Well,
0: that's what I'm wondering. Like sometimes people do these things in defiance of an order to make a point about yeah. the order itself.
1: Oh, that's for sure. What you he's know, they're up looking
0: to. to be uh arrested or or violate something and then see what happens.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Civil disobedience is or
0: bring it to court. Uh to, Was it Scopes? Yeah, buried in Paducah. We yeah. talked about him before, but yeah. deliberately. Trying to violate the law against teaching evolution and then
1: not surprised he's arrested.
0: Yeah, Yeah, he's just like – now he's putting it to the test.
1: Sure. Yeah, that's kind of this thing too. Are you related to Mr. Reverend Taylor? Is this your great, great, great grandpappy? (laughs) You know, I don't know. It's such a common name. Yeah, it's true. It'd be really hard to say. Uh, Declined to employ a lawyer and put his own case before the jury, taking about 45 minutes, in an address. The trial virtually was held behind closed doors, so this is that's interesting too. That's getting pretty close to treading on some criminal court procedure things in the Bill of Rights. Judge Phillips saying the that he would violate the health ruling if he permitted spectators to be present. So there. So, so you're in I get court, it. and I get it. Yeah. so like you know, you got to still have court, but you know we can't have people in there watching. But then again, you have a right to a speedy and public trial, right? So I mean, th- this thing has so many little nuances.
0: Yeah. The so Reverend, what happened? Did he do it? Um, they locked him up. They
1: they so they had the uh, they had the trial right, and then there's the fine. So this was a the punishment in this case was a fine. The Reverend Mr. Taylor, in his address to the jury, declared that Judge Phillips and all other county officials should be in jail because they had violated the laws of God and the federal constitution by disturbing religious worship. So he's playing the First Amendment card and saying that fundamental law trumps, first of all, statutory law, but then secondly, some uh, declaration deriving from that. He's kind of taken like a civics approach to it as well. He said that his arrest was personal persecution. <laughs> and I guess you know, if you've already run into people over the world war and now they're after you for the health code stuff, maybe I, – I bet he really felt that way.
0: Oh, I love his quote though.
1: Oh, the, oh, the yeah. That's going to be um, – that's <laughs> the next a- thing. I suppose Sheriff Houston, who is a member of my congregation. Exactly. Can you imagine that?
0: (laughs) He's sitting there. He knows the guy.
1: (laughs) Brother Taylor, please, please don't do this. I don't want to have to arrest you. I'm sure, like, they they might have even had that conversation.
0: I'm sure he did. He's just waiting for it to happen. Had to do his duty, but God
1: pity him, the Mm. minister said. (laughs) Oh, wow. Physicians who testified at the trial. There it is again, that modern sort of thing, right? We're going to trust the doctor's to be the experts, physicians who testified at the trial declared that the influenza regulations are just and the interest of public health and welfare should be observed.
0: So how long did this thing last before they determined the Spanish flu is over?
1: Spanish flu dragged on a little while, Uh, but there was kind of like two years there where it was a pretty big deal. The bulk of what you see is in 18 but then you can see some more stuff about it in 19 as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I, I think it's okay to wait just to make everybody a little bit more healthy. I don't know. I see it kind of like, well, the whole smoking inside deal. No one was asked to not smoke, just wait and smoke later after you're not in the restaurant with everybody else. You know, people were highly offended because they were used to smoking. I know that's not a religious, you know, that's that's a different thing. When it's a public that's health violated. Though, I guess. Yeah, it's not connected to your faith, but still you can still smoke just wait. Don't do it around me. Don't do it around, you know, inside the restaurant, so.
1: Mm yeah it's uh... open that one up. Let's open up an
0: <laughs> old controversy. <laughs> the smoking bans.
1: The, the smoking band. yeah, I remember all the the smoking. So you go Big into the deal. restaurant and they and you had the uh, you had the smoking section and the yeah. non-smoking section
0: uh-huh. Sure did. But the whole wave thing was... at the smoking section. Hello. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: one time I went into a little restaurant somewhere, uh, where's the smoking section? or we'll sit in the non-smoking section. and the wait- the waitress said, well, it's wherever your table is. That's the non-smoking section. So there was no non-smoking section. Just then I left.
1: <laughs> oh, that, so you weren't going to sit there She's with, getting the, a little uh, with tricky. The smoke, huh?
0: No, I haven't done that in a while.
1: Right. <laughs> so I guess uh, we probably better pay a few bills here while we're at it. And this portion of the program is uh, brought to you by Connie. Can you believe that? Connie? Yeah. Um. Who's Connie? Connie? This is this is just the person uh, taking out the ad.
0: Oh, okay. All right.
1: Pedicures, senior citizens. Oh, yeah. Let me come to your home and trim your toenails. <laughs> Gift certificates available. Call Connie at 964-0245. Yeah. This is a good thing, right? <laughs> I don't know.
0: It's a little insulting too. Like, here's a gift certificate to fix your toenails.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get that straightened out. <laughs> I'm
0: tired of for it for Christmas. I think that could be hard though for certain people, right? Who just like it's physically painful to oh bend down to your toes. It's a it can be a struggle.
1: Well, right. I'm sure some people can't do it.
0: Yeah, and so and they the... need to come off, nonetheless. <laughs> right. So um, she's just being really specific. Let me come to your house and trim your toenails. Yeah. Clear enough. That's not really a pedicure. I guess it's part of a pedicure. When's the last time you got a pedicure? Brent? I have
1: never had a pedicure, so I don't even. I mean, I know. So it we don't know what, what toenails. We don't... <laughs> I don't,
0: I don't... we don't know the state of things.
1: <laughs> I don't know if they buff it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they if they if painting is part of it. I but... assume
0: that they cut and then start just kind of sanding it down to a nice smooth. So a cut
1: and a sand. Yeah,
0: and whatever's around.
1: Okay. I, yeah, I don't know.
0: The <laughs> cuticle? Do they mess with the cuticle? Uh, do, uh, do your, I guess toes have a cuticle, right?
1: I don't know. Is that thing? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um,
0: I honestly have never had anybody ever do anything like that. But maybe if I were 80, I'd say, yes, come. This if, hurts. You do my toes. I don't want to bend over anymore.
1: If we're still doing the podcast when you're 80.
0: We get a pedicure.
1: We'll do a live, uh-huh. a live pedicure. If there's
0: still, if we're, everyone's still on the planet and we're still around, right. we're not living under the ground somewhere in the middle earth, but matching pedicures, right. we're never going to live that long.
1: <laughs> no, nah, probably not. But <laughs> Oh yeah, we've got our bonus material. So we let's do? hit the road. Matthew's Furnish, by the Governor's Coordinated Committee for Traffic Safety. Road signs, signals, and markings are placed strategically to inform drivers and help prevent traffic accidents. Many motorists heed these messages most of the time, but many are still ignored by too many drivers. Accident free drivers accept all the help they can get by observing all signs, signals, and markings all the time. That's it. Read the road sign. Read the sign.
0: Can you believe the government spent money on that? Just read know. the sign. I don't know. It Ca- must not constantly be constantly have to remind people of things though, or spend some money in so doing. Yeah. Please don't run over the construction workers on the side of the road.
1: All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> really? Yeah. Slow down. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's <laughs> read the sign. That's just that's the most obvious thing. I guess yeah. Captain Obvious wrote all those.
0: It's quaint too, though, in that time. But like, this is. Back then, right? I mean, we're talking about the '50s. Everything you do, it sounds just like right out of the '50s. That's a good old kind of ad.
1: Yeah, and I suppose at that point, cars, tra- are, cars, are that yeah, maybe... cars are new enough that maybe still kind of
0: new. They're getting bigger, faster, maybe. Oh yeah, that's seatbelts sure. are like a a dream in the
1: future somewhere. Right. <laughs> we have now turned to the final page of this chapter. But that's okay because Old Kentucky Tales never fails to return. You can download even more episodes on iTunes or the NPR One app. If you like what you hear, please leave a review or rate us. We actually like that kind of thing, even if it's a bad one. It's kind of weird, but we do. If you didn't like what you heard, I want you to send me a personal email explaining why you have listened to the entire 25 minutes of this. Special thanks to WKMS, our producer Todd Birdsong, the Paducah School of Art and Design, West Kentucky Community and Technical College, a really great place to learn some things. And the rest is history.